I'm Amber Tresca, and this is About IBD. It's my mission to educate people living with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis about their disease and to bring awareness to the patient journey. I'm recording this in late April and early May of 2020, and we are still quarantined because of the pandemic. My last several episodes, as well as almost everything I've written over the past six weeks, has been SARS-CoV-2 related. I'm a little over it, and I suspect you are as well. That's why when Chantel Bethea of Crohn's and Stuff tagged me and challenged me to answer five questions about IBD, I took the bait. The questions are, what is the best part of having IBD? What is the hardest part of your day? What is your least favorite treatment? If you could choose one dance for your doctor, what would it be and why? And what is one thing you wish people knew about your condition? You'll hear my answers to these questions, and I hope it will spur conversations in your life, either in person or online. What I want to know, Sean, is why did you decide to do the IBD tag? I saw that you posted that you were like, I'm bored. We're in quarantine. Let's do this thing. But Your questions are also very specific. So what can you tell me about why you did it and about the questions that you chose? So I found this. It was posted originally from a woman. I believe her name is Janelle. And she posted this like four years ago. And I thought that it was interesting just because I'd never seen like, like you said, those questions were very specific. So I thought that I'd give it a try being in quarantine and everything. And also it just being something different because we did the IBD tag, the advocacy tag back in the day. So it was just kind of like a spinoff, some, a new version of that. It's something to do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What was so funny to me though, Sean, was that when I was reading the questions, like they looked like they came from you. Like I was like, oh yeah, she would ask that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was laughing. (laughs) So... Of course, what happened was, is that you tagged IBD moms. Mm -hmm. So that would be myself and Brooke Abbott of the Crazy Creole Mommy Chronicles to answer these questions for you. And what's funny about being tagged is that, you know, obviously we get tagged in things all the time, which is fine. But it's not so common for me to get tagged in something that then I have to go and do something. (laughs) Like, Like sharing is one thing, but I was like, oh, wait. You want me to do a thing. (laughs) So then the next thing I did was I sent you an invitation to come and record with me (laughs) because I was like, well, I'm not doing this by myself. I I just want to interrupt that by saying this, when I tell you this was the slickest invitation, first of all, Amber is probably my most professional friend. We literally, this is the same person that I text every single day in a group text message and in our own private text message. We text every single day. She will still email me. And to me, that just blows my mind because I'm like, if you have something to say, we're in this active text message every single day, but she still chooses the email. So when I first got the email, I'm like, okay, she just wants to know what my availability is. Like, I don't, maybe she wants to text some more. Maybe she wants to call. I don't know. And then I get the next email saying, it's official. You're set. You're recording on April 27th. 
I was like, oh my God, I got to mentally prepare for this because I had no idea. I put you through the onboarding process for my show is, is what I did. And my email is my brain. I find it challenging with all of the different places that I can receive private messages or group messages or whatever. I find it challenging when someone asks me to do something or to be somewhere to get that in my calendar and make sure that I'm there and prepared and, and, and all of that. So I tend to go back to my email and schedule that way. And also because then I send various reminders, both for myself and then also for my guest, because sometimes we schedule weeks out. This came together more quickly. But if we're scheduling weeks out, it's very easy to forget things. So that's just generally how I handle everything. I, I Yeah, I didn't really ask if you wanted to record. I just basically asked you when you were available. So I think I'm going to do that from now on because it worked. Yeah, it does. It, I mean, but otherwise, it worked out pretty well. Okay, Sean, so let's do this. Ask me the questions and I will answer them. Okay. Well, this one is a good one. For me, it was one of the hardest. And it is, what is the best part of having IBD? The best part of having IBD is an interesting question. I did an episode on this where I asked a bunch of different advocates a, a similar question. I asked them, why were they grateful for their IBD? And in fact, there were a few people that wrote me back and based on whatever was going on in their lives at the time, they declined to answer that question, which I completely understood because I'm, I'm not a like a silver linings type of a person, but it is asking you to sort of look for that silver lining. Essentially, there's nothing good about having IBD, a chronic illness. What comes from it, however, is the people that you meet because people with IBD are some of the best people that you are ever going to meet. They do things like uh, show up to a recording session that they weren't prepared for. I would also say the healthcare providers that I've met, they're amazing people. So it's the IBD community that is the best part of having IBD, which is sort of a roundabout way of answering the question, because there's no good part of having the disease, but I never would have met the larger IBD community and IBD family had I not been diagnosed with the disease. Yeah. I love how honest you are about it because that's something that I struggled with too was when I got that question, I was like, wow, like it just threw me because I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. The old me who's just like, oh, I'm going to throw out a bunch of cliches. I would have been like, it made me stronger, you know, but the, <laughs> the, the crones and stuff, me who's like trying to be honest and like really show the real side of me was like, well, there's so much that I would chat or if I could change, I would. And so much that we've gone through, um, I think that we have a lot of the same stories. So, so much that we've gone through that I would not voluntarily go through. So yeah, I agree, the community. I know. And that's like, who's going to say anything different to the answer to that question? Probably nobody. Right. All right, next question. What is the hardest part of your day? I didn't really think about this one. <laughs> I'm having to answer like sort of off the cuff. The hardest part of my day is the afternoons. Because I 
wake up in the morning and I usually feel passionate about something that I'm going to do that day and that gets me out of bed and I'm a morning person. I get most of everything productive that I'm going to do in my day probably done before two o'clock. So it's right around that two o'clock point that that fatigue kicks in. And it's interesting too because sometimes I don't know if it's fatigue because I'm a parent, because I'm over 40, or if it's from the IBD, or if it's all three of those things, or none of them and something else entirely different. But somewhere around two o'clock, my energy starts to fade and I don't want to do anything anymore. (laughs) And a lot of times there's still, well, obviously every day there are children to take care of. There's a home to take care of. There is other things that need to get accomplished. The world doesn't stop because it's two o'clock and Amber got tired. So I have to power through it in some way. And lately what I've been doing is I've been going for a walk. It takes an act of will sometimes to get up and start moving. But once you start moving, you're moving. Yeah. And that then propels you forward. And something that I've learned that if you had told me 10 years ago, I would have told you to go get stuffed was that being active actually gives you more energy during the day, not less. So if you start getting up and moving around, you'll find that you have the energy to propel you through the rest of your afternoon. It, but it's that complete just having to talk yourself into getting up in the first place that is the most challenging part. Yeah, I agree. Well, one, it's interesting that you said that because I totally agree even with your times. I actually chose the earliest schedule at my job, which is 6 a.m. to 2, because I'm that exact same way. And two, the fact that you were like mentioning like getting active and stuff, that's exactly what my surgeon told me. After I had surgery, I was just like, yeah, I'm just so tired. And I really just want to like pretty much like I was just laying around and he was like, well, that's why the bed is taking more energy from you. You need to get up and do more. And it was interesting, especially coming from a doctor after surgery. You're like, oh, okay, this is the real deal. Question number three. So this one you can answer or alter however you would like, but it is what is your least favorite treatment? My least favorite treatment is the one that doesn't work. I don't know if I've been fortunate or what, but most of the treatments that I've had, I haven't necessarily experienced any sort of like severe side effects or something like that that I needed to stop it. But there have been treatments that just haven't worked. And that really sucks. And having to move on to something new is really a struggle. So... I don't think that there's a treatment that I could name that I would say was my least favorite one, but whenever they do stop working or never work to begin with, that's my least favorite part about treatment. Yeah, that was a good answer. That was like really (laughs) deep. I was like, what? Okay, so if you could choose one dance for your doctor, what would it be and why? This is such an odd question. And coming from you, Sean, though, it made sense that you would ask that kind of a question, <laughs> like a dance. And it's it's funny, too, because like with the kids, they have like those Fortnite dances, and I guess they all yeah. have names. And 
I don't know. I guess when I guess when I was younger, like the dances sort of had names too. But if I had to like name a dance, like the only dances that I could really think of the names for were the ones that were like from the sixties, like the mashed potato or something <laughs> like that, or the twist. I guess it's just because when I was a kid that my parents would go to different things and know different dances. And then the only other dances that I know aside from that would be the ones that my husband and I learned when we took ballroom dance before we had kids, which now that the kids are a little bit older, I hope we can get back to because it's really a wonderful form of exercise. And it's also super fun to go to a wedding and go out on the dance floor and literally like have a routine and the whole deal. And everybody's like, what the what? (laughs) Like, that's fun. That's so romantic. So, yeah. So I don't like I don't really know. I guess I guess if I could choose one dance for any of my doctors, it would be the one that made them feel happiest and most confident whatever whatever that would be whether it is a Fortnite dance from you know or something else from a video game or whether it's like a ballroom dance or whether it's just like freestyle like whatever makes them happy and fulfills them that's what I would choose for them my surgeon is so goofy I think that he would honestly choose like the electric slide like he's just that last question this is the last one it is what is one thing you wish people knew about your condition choosing one thing for people to know about ibd is really challenging because it is so complex and sometimes i just wish that people knew that i had it like i wish that i didn't have to explain it and you understand this intrinsically Sean, because you are in the same position in that not only do you have to explain, well, I have this condition and it affects me in these ways, but then I also had surgery and that affects me in these different ways. And so I look like I'm just like you or like every other mother, but I'm not. Yeah. And it winds up being in some cases, well, let me put it this way. It winds up being an either really super short conversation because that's like a conversation stopper and people don't ask any more questions or it winds up being a much longer conversation. And sometimes I end up doing things like drawing a picture of what a J pouch looks like. And so while I enjoy discussing IBD and I consider it an important part of the work that I do to help people understand what it is, especially those that are outside of the community and those who only know me through some other way, whether it's through school or the neighborhood or extracurriculars. At the same time, a lot of times I would just prefer that people understood already and that I didn't have to explain myself in such a such a deep way. And that almost feels like a failing, like I should be happy to explain it to people and to bring them into the fold and to help them understand the patient experience. That's part of what I do with my days. That's why I started my show. But there's so many times when I would just rather, gosh, if I could beam that information into 
other people's brains, Matrix style, and they just suddenly understood what it was like to be me without them having to formulate questions and without my having to formulate answers. That's what I would really love. Yeah, I agree. And then it's hard because we have to explain ourselves not only to other everyday people, but also to healthcare providers because it's still that. I mean, it's a lot of information, but still, if they're not like an IBD specialist, I find myself like constantly having to explain over and over or explain why they can't see my J pouch or, and it it always like brings me back to, I always use my granddad's experience being diagnosed with cancer because it, it was sad and he went through a lot, but I never saw him have to explain his cancer. Right. That makes total sense. A lot of times when I go and see a physician, they will know about my condition or they will know something about it. There's been a couple of instances I started going into my elevator speech regarding a J pouch and there was a, yeah, 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 I know all about that. And then they asked me a question that showed me that they understood ulcerative colitis and a J pouch. And that was, oh, that was so validating and and, and lovely. And whether they knew, for, I don't know why they knew, okay, yeah. but they did. And I then I knew I was in the right place. Yeah. So the first time I went in for a scope and the paperwork said pouchoscopy and not colonoscopy, I cried. Yeah. I literally cried. And my endoscopist was a little like, uh, I was thanking everybody. Thank you so much for recognizing this. And my endoscopist was a little bit like, well, well, yeah, I mean, you don't have a colon. So like, of course, it's going to be a pouchoscopy and not a colonoscopy. And I was like, you don't understand how many years I've had to explain how many times I've said, no, I did not bring an appliance with me. I don't wear an external appliance because my pouch is internal. And then I have to you know, draw a picture. Meanwhile, I haven't eaten all of those things that go along with a scope. And I'm trying to hold on to my patients and explain to a healthcare provider. So just being recognized that I have a pouch, it's different than a colon, and we're going to treat everything differently. Again, I realized I was in the right place and I felt seen. Yeah. Because there's been times... (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told you this story if or, or if I've ever told this story on the show, but I went in for an x-ray for something, probably something to do um, with urology because that's been a huge problem for me over the years. So I went in and they, t- they ask you a few questions. They didn't ask the right questions. So I let them take the x-ray and then they come in and they say to me, um, <laughs> what, what kind of surgery have you had? And I looked at them and I said, oh, did you notice that a couple of things were missing? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I think you need to change your paperwork and your intake procedure because it didn't cover this at all. So let me explain it to you. And I kind of let that situation happen. I was in a mood. Um, But uh, yeah, so not having to go through those things would really be, would really be wonderful. I agree. Thank you for asking these questions. Thank you for tagging me. And thank you for logging in and recording with me when I didn't even really ask you. I just, you got voluntold <laughs> is what happened. Right. You right. got voluntold. <laughs> I mean, you did tag me. So it's kind of, you're partly responsible. But I don't know why I didn't see this. Like, I'm disappointed myself that I didn't see this coming from you. 
<laughs> the two things that I'm most comfortable with are writing, but I sometimes feel like writing out answers to something like this. No one's interested in reading what I'm going to write about. <laughs> and then, of course, audio I'm comfortable with. So that was the next best choice. And if you're going to tag me, I'm going to pull you into it with me. <laughs> of course. Remind me of your social media so that I get it right and I'm not sending people to the wrong place. Well, you can find me um, Crohn's and Stuff. So that is on Instagram, Facebook, maybe not, you know, the appearing name, but that's the link, Crohn's and Stuff, um, as well as YouTube. And we are getting the Crohn'sandstuff.com website up now. So thanks for tagging me. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for inviting me on. I mean, it's just an excuse to talk to you, really. Oh. That Literally, that's pretty much what my show is, is, is an excuse to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, especially now. We need that. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Until we both hit that fatigue, I'm going to text you now, like right around 2 o'clock. Sean, tell me <laughs> to move my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to do the same. It'll probably hit very soon, probably before two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I look forward to seeing what you do with Crohn's and stuff. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Hey, super listener. Thank you to Chantel Bethay for being so game and following my lead. Sean used to blog at Chronically Strong and has now refocused as Crohn's and stuff. She is using her social media channels to open up conversations about IBD, and I encourage you to follow her on social media to share your perspective. You can also answer these five questions on social media. Use hashtag IBD tag and tag Crohn's and stuff and about IBD. I'll put the links to all of our social media in the show notes and on the episode 70 page on my site, aboutibd.com. I hope you enjoyed some fun, non-pandemic-related conversation. Something you might not know is that podcast listening is down across the board. Maybe you're not opening up your podcasting app as much as you used to. Or maybe you're finding that you have less time to listen because of how your day-to-day life has changed. There are two things I want you to know about my show. The first is that About IBD is for all ages, so anyone can listen with you, and I encourage it. The second is that if you head to aboutibd.com, you can sign up for my newsletter and I will email you whenever I have a new episode or other content. That way, you'll know when to open up that podcast app and have a listen. Thanks for listening. And remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD. About IBD is a production of Mal and Tal Enterprises. It is written, produced, and directed by me, Amber Tresca. Sound engineering is by Matt Cooney. Theme music is from Cooney Studio.